Sam Johnson. And I am Leslie, apparently bringing you your live show. Bringing so. you yeah. Well, uh, Leslie and I started this about six months ago. Um, we've been recording for 27 weeks straight uh, of the Deadlights pod. Yeah. And now we're here on our first live show. <laughs> um, Yay! Thank you everyone so much for being here uh, at the live show. A lot of you have been guests on the show. Um, have been fans for a very long time and big supporters. So first of all, thank you to all of you for being here and for listening to the show. Yay! Yay! Round of applause. Round of applause. Um, and today, as always, we watched a horror movie. <laughs> what? what? I thought it was going to be comedy. <laughs> we watched a horror movie. Um, and I thought, you know what? What better to start a live show than with a classic horror movie? You did say you wanted a cult classic. I wanted a cult classic. Mm -hmm. And we have a cult here, ready to watch it. Um, and we watched The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Directed Lots by of that. Toby Hooper and written by Kim Henkel. Good job. <laughs> Five friends head out to rural Texas to visit the grave of a grandfather. On the way, they stumble across what appears to be a deserted home, only to discover something sinister within. Something armed with a chainsaw. <laughs> oh, oh. I mean, I didn't hear that chainsaw at not all. Not at all. No. No, no nothing at all. Um, I mean, general notes, I guess, about the whole movie is auditorily, wow. Invasive. Invasive. Yes. Invasive. At all. I just needed it to shut up. And that was definitely something that I've always always go back to with this movie is the sound is just like in your face, with, in your ears the entire time. How many times have you seen this? <laughs> I don't know. Too many. Too, Too many? many? Yeah. I don't want to see this ever again. I So I watched this movie, because I always, during October, I always watch 31 movie, 31 horror movies right. uh, every single day. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so two years ago, I watched this movie as one of the first movies in October. Um, and that was the one thing I remember thinking of, like, Oh my God! Like this movie is so loud. It's, it's like, loud. It's, it actually is like almost torturous. It is. Like, You're right there with her being tortured. And it's I mean, not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. And thinking about our mode of killing, a chainsaw. You know when is when it's coming. You can't avoid the noise of that chainsaw coming at you at all. I mean, it is 2022, so there might be more Bluetooth-based um, <laughs> chainsaws. It's still loud. It might be loud. <laughs> it's still loud. It, like, no matter how you how you 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 put it, it's it's loud. 
You know, the, the chainsaw is going to be a loud weapon mm -hmm. of, of death, you know? So. He was dancing with it, so I don't think he was using it the most appropriate way. He was, like, doing this movement. You don't do that with the chainsaw. You do this kind of movement, you know? He, he seemed to know how to use it, though. I don't think so. He was squealing like a pig. This is true. As well. This is true. Yeah, Leatherface, our, our main villain, was... I mean, he was the one wheeling the, the chainsaw and uh, dancing with At it, the end. I guess. And All I hear in my mind is, I'm a maniac, maniac on the floor. And I'm chainsawing like I've never <laughs> chained before. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but this is one of the uh, OG uh, slasher movies of the genre, for sure. Mm -hmm. Just to start off, I mean, it was... Definitely the 80s is a time of slasher movies, but this is 74, so this is very much before slasher movies are even coined as a term. So this is like one of the, I think, uh, like forefathers of, of slasher movies. Oh, it would, be, it would be, I think Leatherface would be on the Mount Rushmore of <laughs> slasher movies. Okay, what are the other three? I would say it would be uh, Leatherface uh -huh. and Freddy and uh, Jason and Michael. Uh, that, that's my our founding our founding fathers. Our forefathers. Mm -hmm. our fo <laughs> Ow. <laughs> uh, but really, like this is almost six years, half a decade before the slasher genre has even been coined, mm -hmm. and they're essentially making a slasher film. Do you think this is because? the serial killer term is being brought about during this time, during the early 60s, I maybe even late 60s, 50s, but they still didn't want to think that there were serial killers. Definitely we're coming into a time in our society where there is much more of a acknowledgement of serial killers or this kind of different this different kind of killer mm -hmm. that society hadn't even thought of before so there is this fear definitely of the unknown uh, and of the depravity of man I think has come into it a different cycle than it has before in history and this movie specifically is very interesting in the way of how it deals with the outcasts of society. Um, these people that are the villains of this movie and the killers of this movie are mm -hmm. the outcasts. They are rural, working class people who have been kind of outcasted because of their jobs. And they have been outcasted because their jobs aren't even relevant anymore. They're almost of like an older, older generation. So, and we also have a character who is in a wheelchair the whole time, who is definitely an, an outcast of society so this movie for sure is dealing with the outcasts and what happens almost like what happens in a horror genre when we outcast people like the worst of the worst of the outcasts is coming out in this film and we also see it within uh, our main character core. You know, we have a person who is an outcast of society just being in a wheelchair in general. Um, and we almost sympathize with that person the most out of this whole movie. I mean, everywhere they went, they needed to 
catered towards this person, whether they wanted to it or not. And then they went into that abandoned house, which he couldn't travel on his own. There was only stairs, and he couldn't go up, and he just heard people laugh. When I first saw this movie, I thought people were dying. So, I don't know. I don't know what was so funny about that house. I mean, they were having a good time. I don't, like, I don't like know. Shadows in that house. They were having fun. <laughs> Let's see, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Franklin. I mean, and that's the character that we're talking about. Absolutely. Franklin is the is the wheelchair bound character of our core main characters that we're following through this whole movie, and. I at least feel like I always sympathize with him the most out of all of these characters. Yeah, the second time around, I definitely, at first I thought he was annoying, and then the second viewing, I definitely was a little bit more sympathetic. But, I mean, the other characters within this group also do, at some points, find him annoying. Yeah. Which um, is kind of sad. I also find every body annoying because their acting sucks. Yeah. So I have no idea what they're trying to portray emotionally. I It's just so blink. I'm like, okay, are you sad? Are you angry? Are you annoyed? Give me something else. It at least <sighs> felt like, though, Franklin was separated. The, the entire film, he was separated from everybody else that was in that van everyone else that's in the world around him, solely because he was in a wheelchair, first of all, but also he was the one who was questioning, questioning things. He like, was the should one, we do this? It's like, like, is that a sign, y'all? Like, he put blood on our van. Is he coming to get us? That's a legit question. Yeah. And after I, seeing the results of this movie, they should have listened to Franklin a lot sooner than this. Yep. And so what I think is the almost like brilliance of this movie is that we are seeing the outcasts of society because so we have Franklin who is wheelchair bound mm -hmm. just an outcast just because of his disability no matter what and then we also have this family that we stumble upon in this movie unfortunately for our characters um, that were rural working class people in slaughterhouses and they were Operating when slaughterhouses were just hammers, and they were just hitting, hitting cows on the head. They weren't using that that gun that goes straight to the brain. They were, bonk, just hitting them over the head, and that was that was their job. But then this new technology comes out with the the stun gun and the slaughtering. There still needs to be somebody operating that. It's not like there was robots that just were. True, there is that one person. That's still murder. Yeah, well... It's yeah. not as violent, yeah, but like it's still... Someone's gotta do it. Someone's, someone's gotta, gotta do but it. it takes less people. I think that's the point, is that it takes less people to like be hitting people over their head. And so... People? Yeah, people. Well... Cows. People. No, not... Cows are people too. No. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, these people, people, that were killing these cows cows and with this hammer we're all put out of work they're all put up put out of work okay okay i guess i don't know how slaughterhouses work how many people does it take to kill a cow 
Well, if you have a person, one person with a hammer, it takes a lot more to kill a cow than it does with one person with this air gun going in. Yeah. Okay. But like, is it like a regular hammer? Yeah. Like, uh, like one that you hit nails with in a house? I think house? you bring your own hammer. You bring your own hammer from I'm, house. I'm assuming you just, it's B-Y-O-H. <laughs> bring your own hammer kind of job. Mm. I mean, hey. No wonder you turn murder. The weight and girth is yeah. up to you however you kill best. That's why Grandpa did it best, I guess. Grandpa had the best hammer. Oh, he was the best killer. He, he had a mallet. That's mallet ain't gonna do it. Yeah, well, but he was the best killer. And that's the kind of the thing about this movie is like, so he was the best killer and he was the best of his time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this movie is a little bit about like, we have an older generation, an older way of doing things mm -hmm. that is a little bit being left behind in the future of this air gun or whatever they have. I mean, and I... And these people, and even that, that that hitchhiker says, like, hey, like, it, the best way to kill is with the hammer. It's not the best way to do it with the air gun. What's his name? Hitchhiker. Hitchhiker with the birthmark? Yeah, birthmark hitchhiker. Birthmark hitchhiker. Birthmark hitchhiker. <laughs> Birthmark hitchhiker. Yeah, that's what, it's, that's what yeah. it's called. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I think that it, they are this family of cannibals or whatever are a little bit being left in the past of where the future is moving. And, I mean, they don't have jobs. They don't have, they're not working in the slaughterhouses anymore mm -hmm. because they think the best way to kill people is with a hammer. But they do have, at, at least presumably the dad, is that the dad? He seems like more of an uncle. Ugh. Yeah. Well, crazy un uncle. Uh, uncle type. Um, uncle he type. is working at the gasoline yep. marketplace. Well, and <laughs> the gasoline marketplace. Well, and yes, for sure. He is definitely of the family, kind of this like businessman, mm -hmm. capitalistic kind of representation that we have going on because he is kind of a slave to making money. He's the cook. He's the cook. He's the cook. He's only a cook. And they even say that multiple times. You're only a cook. Well, because he, he said that he didn't want to murder. He didn't want to kill. But he wants to cook the meat and make money off of the meat. And he also has a moment, too, where he goes and flips off the lights because he needs to save money. Yeah. He's... Uh, essentially like a victim of capitalism because <laughs> he really is he really is i mean i guess because he's a slave to money i guess i guess i definitely oop side with him yeah and don't touch your mic don't touch your mic um i definitely side with him because as he was getting into the car i was like sir you have not closed or turned off the lights and then i even though my second viewing I forgot that he goes back and closes the door and shuts the lights we're off. We're all victims of capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> because we're all thinking, turn off your lights, man. Yo, turn off your lights turn if you're not your in the room. Save some electricity. Yeah. Same Don't turn off this podcast if you're watching it, but turn off your lights. Um, no, but Good honestly, one. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like he's a, all he cares about is money. All he cares about is money. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, 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 you say that he is the, you know, like, generation of which is being 
shut off from this hammer smashing cow cow killing killing job yeah he turned into gasoline mm -hmm. which is the big money maker of society and like you know gasoline is going to be like but he didn't even have any gas he didn't even have gas he didn't even have a phone yeah, how is he going to know that the gas is coming you know what he did have though a coke machine Coke will always be around. Coca-Cola, y'all. Yeah. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, I think this is our perfect opportunity while the crowd is turning against us. <laughs> you, <laughs> turning against you. To uh, have our first volunteer Ooh. Uh, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. I, I forgot to grab yeah. the bucket over here. So go, go bring the bucket. It. Oh, no, you're, no, don't, no worries. No, no worries. Here it comes. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah! We got a lot of volunteers. A lot of volunteers. So when I call your name, uh, I will give you the mic and you'll, you're will you going to be on the show. So, good luck. Where's the mic? Adam D. Yeah. Adam D. All right, here's your microphone. Yep. Thank he, you. He has to come. Do I go back? You can go okay. Back. <laughs> I'm back. Thank you. He's, like, he's like, I'm going to come up to you. Yeah. No. Oh, no, 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 no. You go back. Sit down. Yeah, no, hey, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, your man of your dreams and nightmares. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Adam B., you've been a uh, guest three times on our podcast so far and many more times on the 31 Days. Yes. Thank so, you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Um, you let this guy in? Uh, so, Always. Uh, first of all, uh, how do you like the movie? Oh God! Oh, it's a, uh, oh. It, so we watched with the thirty-one days. We watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, uh, and I had not seen the first one or any of them before, and it was a lot. And then a lot of the same scenes happened in this number one, uh, which I guess is a. It's a pattern for low-budget horror. You got your Evil Dead's, where it's just basically the second one's a remake of the first one. Uh, so just a lot of screaming, a lot of chainsaw noises. But I guess I didn't know what else to expect. Uh, a lot of Grandpa hit the hit her on the head with the hammer scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I gave that movie when we watched it for 31 days maybe two and a half stars. I think, yeah, I think you did. Uh, and I think I do three stars for this one just because it feels more uh, like they're coming up with the ideas here instead of like, we're giving people what they want, which is yeah. chainsaws and hammers. Which I looked up before we started the, sh the movie. This was in 74. The second one was in 86. So 12 years have wow. gone by since this first one to the second one. Yeah. Which that happens a lot, I guess. I, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw the first one, and then uh -huh. you grew Thank up you. and you saw the second one. I never saw There's the second a fan one. Yeah. And the crowd. Uh, yeah. Uh, Finding Dory, right? And another one. That no, that was like twenty something. Uh -huh, uh -huh. The Incredibles two. 
And The Incredibles too. That yeah, was all, more than 12 years. They all live in a film canon together. A big uh, yeah. A big <laughs> Texas Chainsaw, yeah. Dory, Incredibles. Anyway, thank you for thank you for being on the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, you want your mic back? Do, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you want to answer some trivia questions? Sure. All right. Oh. The all right. Uh, here we, thank we you. have we have a couple categories actually thank for you. you to pick from. We have. Whose tagline is it anyway? Uh-huh. We have specifically Texas Chainsaw Massacre trivia. Uh-huh. And also, if you want to try your luck, general horror trivia. Oh. Which one would you like to do? Oh, God. We know you love games here. I love games. So yeah. I took notes on this movie. <laughs> so I feel like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right. I might be right. I might go. be most prepped oh. for. All right, you are most prepped for it. <laughs> All right. Okay, um, you, you. So, <laughs> Leslie... Pretty much already saw the answers, but Leslie's gonna be your lifeline if you can't get one. Oh, of the I can't right. phone a friend in the crowd. No, dang no. it. I, Leslie's I your did lifeline. read it and your fiance. You read it? You did, but, uh, but she didn't. No, she did I didn't not retain get anything. It. Great, yikers. <laughs> but right. I am here for you. I feel it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give Adam a round of applause to give him some some life. <laughs> You're gonna get three questions. If you get two out of the three, you're gonna get an awesome prize. Oh, wow. But if you don't get the two out of three, we'll probably also give you the awesome prize. Okay. okay. I'll so, still give you a prize. What? All right. So here comes your Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> trivia. Uh-huh. Question one The Texas Chainsaw Massacre had several working titles. Which of these? Is not one of them. This is not in my notes. <laughs> Leatherface, The Slaughterhouse Murders, Saturn in Retrograde, oh. or Head Cheese. Which one is not a working title? Well, uh, is did you give me three or four? I gave you four. Okay. Leatherface, The Slaughterhouse Murders, Saturn in Retrograde. Or head cheese. <laughs> Which one is not a working title? I want to say Leatherface. Oh, no. oh. Wrong. Dang it. The Slaughterhouse Murders was not a working title. Head cheese, Leatherface, and Saturn in Retrograde were all working titles. The thing is, they never say Leatherface in the movie. They don't. No one ever mentions Leatherface. At all, I don't know why they came or, up with that. Or fucking, what did what did you say? Head cheese? Yeah, they, they do that. mention head cheese. I got that note. I did get that and note. Also, Saturn in retrograde. They do say as well. They mention yeah, they that too. Say that a lot. I guess the murders weren't in a slaughterhouse. See, I got you. Uh, I got you. All right. Hey, question two. What famous modern horror director became a vegetarian? after seeing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. Became a vegetarian after yeah. seeing this movie. Yeah. Which some of you might. Oh, oh, no no guess, no I just guess. have to throw it out. No hints. It's not in my notes either, Sam. Modern, modern horror director. Uh, Del Toro. You got it! What? 
became a vegetarian after seeing this movie. Wow. I know. Amazing. Isn't that crazy? He has it. Wow. That's great. <laughs> great guy. We love Del Toro. I should Absolutely. get a prize. Dang. Right. You're one out of two. Okay. You're okay. Good. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. And last question. How many people were actually killed by a chainsaw in this movie? Um. No. Is that in your notes? No. Is that uh, in your notes? Uh, oh. Was Curly Hair Guy killed by a chainsaw? His name was... What was Jerry? his name? Jerry. Jerry? Jerry! 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 Um, oh, my God. Is it one or two? Is it one or two? 50%, brother. Oh, boy. I want to say... God, how was how was Jerry killed? He walks in. Jerry. He walks lifeline. in. Jerry. Lifeline. Lifeline. Oh, lifeline. lifeline. Oh, lifeline. lifeline. Call my lifeline. Yeah, Leslie, right do you remember? Yes, I do. Yes. How many were killed with a chainsaw? I'm gonna guess one. You got it. Yeah! Yeah! Unfortunately, it was Franklin, the guy in the wheelchair, which pretty gross. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Also, the chainsaw, you said you could hear it coming. Didn't hear that one coming. Nope. It came out of nowhere. Chainsaw suddenly. That was a surprise chainsaw. Wow. Hey, Adam, congratulations. You won. Thank you. And you will get a beautiful coaster or shot glass or koozie oh, of, of your choice, amazing. of your choosing at the end of this. So thank you. Thank you so much for Adam. Give me your thank you, y'all. Give me the microphone. Give me the microphone. Yay! Good job. Good job, Adam. Good job. Good job. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. So he did speak, great. So he did pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good first guess. He did great. Absolutely. He did great. The second one was phenomenal. Um, so speaking of Adam, uh, we should probably talk about how they made this movie. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I just want to talk a little bit how about the actual filmmaking of this movie because a lot of this movie, we don't see a lot of blood. No. We don't see a lot of blood. We don't see a lot of actual, like, knives or hooks going into people. It's mostly sound effects. Yep. And it's a lot of sound effects. We only see one actual gruesome kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Everything else is just kind of torturous, auditorily. So, um, yeah, you're right. How was this made? I mean, it was... Made with a crew of about three people. Three? Yeah, it was the the director. You, the, me. You, me, and Dupree. And <laughs> uh, it was really the director and one camera op and the sound guy that was on set that was making this movie. So it was very low budget. Okay. Especially for 1974. I and have a question. Yes. Was the sound guy deaf? Yes. Okay. He had to be. Because goddamn. I mean, that was the, that's part, almost all of the horror of this movie uh-huh. is the sound. Yeah. It's like this almost like you already said, like auditorily torturous sound that we have coming mm-hmm. through this entire movie. Someone said, I'm not gonna point who. Um, <laughs> but they were like, oh my god, why isn't there like. Uh, a soundtrack playing at the end and I was like we need silence right now we've been tortured enough for like 
the last, what, 25 minutes it of the film? Yep. Just sound. sound. I turned around and I was like, Adam, from this point on, you'll hear nothing but sound. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, it, I wanted to leave out of the... It goes from that like intense chase scene through the woods into the house with the dinner scene, which is just screaming. Essentially, everyone's screaming. And some of them Howling are and screaming. Howling, yeah. screaming. And then it ends with being chased by a chainsaw again. So yeah. it is just like this... You're right, the last 25 minutes is just this auditory torture that we have to go through, which goes back, I think, to like the actual chainsaw. You know, mm -hmm. that we are... This is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and we are getting tortured by the this sound of machinery. Well, even when Kurt and what's her name? Grace? No. The girlfriend of Kurt? Pam. Pam, Pam. thank you. Pam. Kurt and Pam go and they're like having their little like gay moment. They're trying to like find the watering hole. Water. Let's go swim in the water. <laughs> um and then they <laughs> land at the house. Um and then they get killed. Even that. What was my? Well, I, I'm gonna pick up where you're. Okay. Off. The chicken, in that scene of like, oh. it's almost like the chicken is the thing that gets them into the house, because they hear the chicken and it's like the clucking, but also it almost sounds like laughing. At some mm -hmm. points. Yeah. So for them to like go into the house and we get the obviously the first kill with Jerry, Kirk, whatever. Kurt. Kurt, Kurt. And that's a very like surprising hit on the head. He's like brought into the house because of the chicken. And also <laughs> so is Pam. She's brought into the house because she hears the chicken too and she follows that noise and goes into the room of like all of the Bone feathers. furniture, feathers on the ground, yeah. bones hanging from the the ceiling. I mean, I think that the production design is amazing in, in that room. In the house. Oh no, they showed us for five minutes. Yeah. 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 We saw it. We were like, in this corner, in that corner. <laughs> this we have corner. a we have a human couch, <laughs> and then we have a human chair, and then we have bones hanging. Oh wow, that's a nice. And back to the chicken. <laughs> and back to the chicken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was that scene when she, like, finally falls into the house. We get a pretty good sense of, oh, shit. These are not the people that we want to fall into. No. For sure. What, what was, I remember now what I was going to say. The generators, they were a foreboding sound effect for the saw. And it was so loud. Because that is what brought them to the house originally. Because they, they thought heard, that it was like oil or something Yeah, because like they that? needed gas for their car. Yeah. So they're like, oh shit, they have gas because they have generators, so we should go, that's where safety is. I did not know that generators meant oil. Yeah, oh for sure, yeah. <laughs> Fill up my gas, I guess. Get, in my, get out of my dreams and get in my car. Oh God, yeah. okay. Leather face. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Um, and that eventually led them to their downfall, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, the sound, I think, is just like, that's always what I think of when I think of this movie is the sound yeah. because we, we see very little blood. 
we see very little actual cutting of people, but we hear a lot. We hear so much of what's going on in this movie, mm -hmm. um, and it is it becomes incredibly uncomfortable by the end, and you just want it to stop. Really, you do. You said that the girl, the last girl being hit in the head, you know, when it was like, hit her grandpa. Get her grandma. That, yeah, that scene. You said it lasted 27 hours? Yes, that scene of that, that final dinner scene of them was a 27 hour shoot. I. In the hot Texas summer in August. And the meat that was actually on the table was real. Yikes! Meat. So it was cooking. Ew! As they were like filming that and just smelling terrible. And you mean rotting as opposed rotting. to cooking? Yeah. You. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. As an actress, I wouldn't be wanting to scream for twenty-seven fucking hours. That, and that is that's pretty impressive. That like these actors were able to keep that intensity of over twenty-seven hours. That's torturous. Because the only one that's doing it is a woman, and it's like she's being tortured. Yeah. And then she's actually. She's just being tortured all around. Just all around. 27 hours, that's too long. That's a lot. What other scenes took that long? I, I mean, I always think of uh, The Shining, where it's Shelley Duvall going up the, the stairs with the bat against um, Jack Nicholson, and that was notoriously long of like 25, 23 hours of her doing that. And Look. then by the end, she's just so drained from all those takes that we finally get the take of her being in the movie, which is well, like over a hundred takes, you know? Ugh. I, just wearing you down to actually being desperate, you know? No, absolutely. And I guess I kind of understand it through a directive's point of view, but as a person who is employed, as a server, at a restaurant. No. I don't want to be serving a hundred fucking tables. You know what I'm saying? And you never should. Mm -hmm. uh, you never should. Quit your job. Quit your job. <laughs> if you're a server. Uh, um, no, but that's what I'm... It's, no. No, 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 no. You should trust that your actor can get to that point. And if they don't, please get them there before the fucking reasonable hour like and we're 27 hours well and we're talking about a time too where we're not recording on sd card that's this big we're recording on film we're recording on a desk actual this film big. That you have to take <laughs> off every fucking time and replace it like the amount of actual film that they have of all those takes is miles long my mother told me that when she was in uh college a computer was maybe the half, like the size of this room. Yeah. So think about the film. They didn't even have a computer to like that big. <laughs> it was like ginormous. Huge, massive, crazy. Uh, and yeah. I mean, some of those actors, I think, whether it was good or not, probably lost their sanity in some ways. Absolutely. To get to that point. They only I mean, got that, a. That scene, that last dinner scene, is absolutely insane. It's torture for me yeah. so I can't even imagine her yeah. in that you know the grandpa I would I would want to be casted as a grandpa you know grandpa just, was actually a like 17 year old boy what yeah that was just put in that in that old face which 
in a wheelchair? I know. I know. Well, there's multiple people in the wheelchair in this movie, but Grandpa had to be put through makeup for like seven hours every day and then had to go on set on like scoldering hot Texas August set so with it was that makeup on. Peeling off anyway. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was not comfortable for any of those actors. So getting into the mindset of actually going crazy on the set doesn't seem that difficult. No. Unfortunately. No. Um, which, you know, makes a good movie or not, but it definitely added to the horror of this movie, for sure. <laughs> and I think it's a perfect opportunity for us to go to our next guest. Nope. Guest volunteer. Nope. Er, er, there you go. <laughs> er. All right. Let's see, let's see who else we got. Huh? Right, who's going to be the, me, the me, lucky? Me. Yeah, you pick it. You pick it. So many names in here. Oh my! God. So many people here. Oh my God! Tommy Lee. Tommy Is he Lee. Here? Is he uh oh! Nice? This guy down uh -huh. here. Tommy. 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 Tommy Lee, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, um, how do I know you? <laughs> I know you a long time. Yes. You're my son. Oh. You are my Why? son. Why? At least that's what I've been told. <laughs> I've been told. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the podcast, yeah. Dad. And this is the first time we've met. Yes. <laughs> no, wow. That's not true. Um, so what do you think about the movie? Well, I have a... So I, I, I really... Before, right? It's the first time I've seen the original movie. Cool. I really appreciated the fact that they... Hired the Six Flags guy to be grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> He's still working. Right. He's I thought that working. was good. I was also impressed by, despite his physical, his physique, Leatherface could run. Yeah. I mean, that, where there was about five, six, seven miles that they were running through that forest mm -hmm. there. The aerobic capacity of those actors was incredible. I mean, he was all protein diet. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like that as well. Yikes. Um, yeah, I need an Advil. All right. I have a headache, I think, from all the screaming. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, well, I enjoyed it, though. You I enjoyed thought. it? Yeah, in a you weird heard? kind of headachey way. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I enjoyed it. We converted you, huh? <laughs> you know, you have to appreciate it for what it is, right? It was a cult yeah. classic. And by the way, I did I did research. I was curious. First thing I wanted to do was look at the reviews for that movie. So I, you know, looked it up really quick. And I didn't get a whole lot of reviews, but the reviews I saw were really great. It was banned in many movie theaters across the world, but that movie actually grossed, 1974, 30 million dollars. Equivalent to 150 million by today's standards. Whoa. Yeah. So, Wowza. America was ready for Leatherface yeah. mm -hmm. and that. So, Hurricane it actually did really well. Yeah. Well, that's why I keep talking about like it was almost a zeitgeist of America at that right. time. Yeah. You know, like we're out of this like rural mm -hmm. kind of, we're all in the cities now. Right. We're all kind of scared of what's going on in the rural setting now in deep Texas. What's happening out there? What are these people doing now that they don't have these slaughterhouses? 
150 million dollars later. Been, never been seen, right? I mean, this was like a first-time thing for mm -hmm. you know for most people. This kind of movie. I mean, we've seen by this point, we've seen all kinds of things in cinema. But think about that time, 1974. And you're watching this movie. It's like, oh my gosh, I, this is I don't know. This, I think I like this, but that scares me that I like this. You know, I mean, it, it had to be a strange movie-going experience for anybody that was watching that movie. Did you think it was going to be? more bloody than it actually is? I did, yeah. I thought so, too. So I do have a question, though. What happened to, was it Jerry? I, we never, he, I thought he escaped. I mean, even Leatherface, a, Leatherface couldn't find him either, right? He got no, he hit, hit him by on the head, and then he, like, freaked out. He was like, I'm oh, okay, okay. I, thought, I thought he got away. Oh, no. no. Okay, I missed that. Okay, so he's He was too. looking for more people. He's like, okay, yeah. I already got two. Right. There's a third one. Is yeah. there more outside my house? Right. That's like that one moment in the movie where I'm like, oh my god, Leatherface is like actually freaking out about yeah. like, who are these people who are coming right. onto my property? Like, what the f He's like, like, kind of like really having an anxiety attack of like, mm -hmm. who else is coming here? Like, this is the, yeah, you're right, that's the third person that day that has come onto their property that he's had to kill, and he has a slight panic attack of like, do I have to like protect my my land even more so um, do you did you get the impression that this was a common sort of occurrence where they would kill people and or that just these people showing up to their home was a kind of a first time thing for i think the indication is uh the cars the cars right okay yeah, yeah that's what i wondered about yeah i mean it's the 70s people mm -hmm. would hitchhike they would just stay in people's random house right. uh, because they're traveling across the country. Mm -hmm. So um, they would probably just like see this home that's yeah. well kept and then get killed immediately. Right. So That was definitely the implication that there was definitely a lot of people there before, for sure. And Volkswagen bugs. And a lot yep. of Volkswagen bugs. <laughs> Lots of hippies. Um, and, uh, but they never, it was interesting, that what I always find interesting about this movie is that they never seem like they're seeking them out. Mm -hmm. It's like these people just, just kind of come show to them, yeah. Yeah. no matter what. It's like, it's almost like this fly to the light kind of thing. This um, interest in right. what are they doing out there? Let's go, let's go venture into the rural rural world and see what we can find <laughs> and they're unfortunately the victims of of these people and you know as loud as that movie was i thought that the extreme close-ups were more extreme than extreme you know I, and I, I wonder your thoughts on 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 that and sort of the idea behind those extreme close-ups well it's definitely uncomfortable yeah. You're, when you're getting that close into someone's eye, you're like, it, it, we all felt uncomfortable in that way. And also, especially with that last dinner scene, a lot of the audio is like over each other. And with most of the movie, a lot of the audio is almost over each other. In the van too, when they're traveling, you like, you have um, like the one girl like just like talking to the driver, and you can't really even hear what she's saying. But all makes it feel like you're in that van, you're in that dinner scene with them, and everything is just so overwhelming. Like, it's almost like you're there. You can't take all that in 
if you're just like thrown into this situation. To me, it makes it makes it feel more genuine. It makes it feel like I am being taken in by these people, or I'm just in this situation in general, and I can't take all this information in at once. Um, just adds to the anxiety of the movie almost, and especially with those close-ups, you feel like. You're with this person, definitely Sally. You know, at the by the end, you're in this perspective, for sure, and everything is just overwhelming. And you don't know what to look at, you don't know what to listen to, you don't know what to pay attention to. Every the horror of it is that everything is so overwhelming and chaotic. Um, at least for me, when I'm watching this movie, I'm like, mm -hmm. so much is going on at once that it just becomes anxiety-inducing. For sure. Yeah. We should play a game. You want to play a game? Yeah. All right, cool. We're going to play a game. You want to play a game? We have two categories uh, for you. Do you want to do general horror or whose tagline is it anyway? I'll do the whose tagline is it anyway. Ooh. Right. Only so, the audience can help me. Yes. Yeah. Well, Les is going to be your lifeline. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, boy. So I'm going to give you a tagline. Okay. And you're going to have to name what movie that is. Will you give me choices? No. Okay. Uh, so good luck. Here be we nice. go. Be nice. I'm your father. All right. The first tagline is, The Night He Came Home. I'll give you the year if you want it. No. <laughs> Halloween. You got it. Yes! yes! Good job. Thank you. All right. Number two. A 24-hour nightmare of terror. 24-hour. Everyone think. Think about it. Think about it. Nightmare on Elm Street? Leslie, you want to help Leslie? That was I wasn't guessing. It was that was just me talking out loud. <laughs> that was just talking out loud. I believe you. A twenty-four hour nightmare of terror. I'll give you the year. I'll give you the year. Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty is the is the movie. Twenty-four hour. Leslie. Oh, I'm. I'll tell you one thing. Yep. They made the title of this movie before they had the story. <laughs> Good, good sound and title. You only know this. I only know this. Is it a classic? I'm the only person that knows this. Yes. All these are classics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 24 hours of what? You want to know what it is? Yeah. Does anyone else have a guess? What's up? Friday the 13th. You got it. Whoa. Yay! Oh. Friday the 13th. Oh, makes a 24 sense. hour nightmare. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. All right. You're one of two. Ugh. Okay. You still have a chance to redeem yourself. One more. One more. Here we go. If Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. I think you got this one. You got uh, this. I know this one. You do. I think I know this one. I think you do. <laughs> if Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. Um, wake up. Nightmare on Elm Street. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You will win a prize at the end of the show. Oh, great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Tommy Lee, you did it. Woo! Good job, good job, good job, good job. 
All right. We're having some good guests on so far. Yes, we so have. So far, so good. So far, so great. Um, I want to post a couple different ending questions about this movie. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of them <laughs> is, is Leatherface a sympathetic character? Is he a sympathetic character? So the, Why are you asking that? Let me pose my, my <laughs> argument here. Uh-huh. Um, so Leatherface, uh -huh. uh, people come into his house and disrupt his property. Um, and also, he is um, somewhat being commanded by the other people in his family. Like his uncle that we see later and this hitchhiker, which is I think his brother, are telling him to do things. And he, unless people like invade his house, really isn't, is unprovoked. So Leatherface is almost this like kind of boyish uh, character that everyone else can kind of bully around and tell what to do. Okay, to know? counterpoint that, how far is his home property? Because what is his name? Franklin and Sally. Sally, Sally. Sally were ways off. This is true. But this is after people came into their home. <laughs> so he was expecting more people. I mean, I'm I, I'm assuming they were hungry. They already have three human beings. But this this kind of goes back to the thing I'm talking about is like his uncle and his brother. I think were telling him to do things, you know, to go get those people, go get the go silence. But he people. had he had no phone. Of course, this is the this is the seventies. No one. So what? Telepathically, he was being like Leatherface, go kill these people. Well, yeah. No. 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's kind okay. of. Okay. Just thinking about our last scene with the uh -huh. dinner scene, the people that are around that table. Who do you hate the most? Or I guess who do you hate the least? Do you hate Leatherface? Fucking uncle cook guy or hitchhiker dude? Because both those guys suck. I mean, they all suck. Obviously. They all suck a lot. But they were all, I mean, those two guys specifically were telling Leatherface to do things. Well, Leatherface wasn't talking. He was just, I'm a maniac, right. maniac right. on the people. Right. That, that, okay. Uh, I mean, but not, I mean, but does he know better? <laughs> I don't know. He squealed like a pig. Exactly. I have no idea. That's my point is like he <laughs> has been raised by presumably grandpa, who we see is the best killer. Also this uncle guy who is cooking humans. And he's like kind of set up for failure in the first place. You right. Know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. This, this is all he knows is like cooking people and hunting them and things, this is what his life is. So. I wouldn't call that sympathetic, though. Okay. It's just he was raised to be this. Yeah. Um, so he has no sympathy. Yeah, true. I mean, does he, does he know sympathy at all? No. Yeah, probably not. Not at all. No. He's wearing a leather 
face. And we see three different leather faces in this movie. We see the man face, which we is the first one that we see. We see grandma face, which is him in the kitchen with like the like the gray wig or whatever. And then we see the final pretty woman face, which is him at the dinner scene with like the makeup or whatever. So he has different faces that he puts on. I didn't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. I was not looking that close. I, I did. I did see when he was having that panic attack that it, there was some lashes attached. Yeah. That was like the man. That was like the man face. And then the the second one, when he came in, when they brought Sally back, was like the grandma one. And I mean, we saw grandma upstairs with no face. So yeah, we sorry, did. Sorry, grandma. I'm wearing your face. And then we saw the final one <laughs> during the dinner scene where he has like the he's got like the lipstick and like the like blush blush and the eyeliner going on. It's like it's the pretty woman one. So uh. he has these like different faces <laughs> that he puts on uh -huh. for different occasions. Mm -hmm. I guess just trying to dress up or dress down. Yeah, that ain't a sympathetic person. I'm not saying it's sympathetic, <laughs> but I'm just saying this is his life. Right. This is like what he has grown up in. How old do you think he is then? 17? Uh, no, I, I was going to like 20, something like that. Yeah. But like still somewhat naive, I guess, of the world. And he's never seen any other world outside of his own world. Right. So he doesn't know what the city folk are like. <laughs> he doesn't know what the beyond the rural whatever his town is is like so he does not take the time to ask any questions or, well because he can't speak he that's what he would sound <laughs> like, so. <laughs> that's him asking a question that's him asking how are you today <laughs> <laughs> it's unfair you know it's unfair Leatherface. Oh Lord, no! <laughs> I'm on your side. No, we don't. I think you're cool. We don't want to spread that around. All right. Well, fine. Last question I'll leave you with. Uh huh. Is is this a happy ending that we get in this movie? Because yes, Sally, she escapes. She does right. escape. She does. Woo! Our final girl gets out. Very, very bloody. And she's and in slash. that truck. That last shot that we get is her in that truck screaming slash laughing while she's watching Leatherface in the distance doing his chainsaw dance. Uh, her All her friends are dead. And she's mm -hmm. the only one left. Kind of this, like, left, like, almost this, like, insane person. Well, let's assess her wounds, right? <laughs> she has maybe two to three hammers to the head. That's My for grandpa. sure maybe like a concussion. Thank you, Grandpa. That ain't going to be good for the long run. No. She's lost <laughs> blood and oxygen um, and some maybe permanent damage to the brain. Mm -hmm. Second of all, uh, uh, her vocal cords. I don't know if she's going to be able to talk again. She's like this for the rest of her life. She's going to sound like a chain smoker. Uh, she's going to sound like a chainsaw. <laughs> Third of all, um, uh, what's his face? Hitchhiker birthmark guy. He, no, he's, no, he's dead. But before he was dead, he was grabbing his favorite 
blade or his lucky blade or whatever he called it and slashing her in the back. Yeah. Several times. Many times. So I don't know how long she has to travel. So those can get infected. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many slashes she has. At least four. So loss of blood. Lots of blood in the head and on the back. Yeah. Does she survive? Physically, I don't know. Mentally, absolutely not. Definitely not. No. Physically, we can't really say, but mentally, I feel like she's pretty broken. Because absolutely. Because a thing that we see a lot in this movie are people going back and forth between laughing and screaming a lot. Like, mm -hmm. especially in that dinner scene, we see it a lot. And in that first hitchhiker scene that he's in the car, he is, like, going between, like, laughing and, like grimacing and cutting people it's like this weird like mixture of pain and pleasure that's going on through the whole movie which and is the same part it. in the brain yeah and she ends with it she her last final thing that we see her doing is mixing this laughter and screaming pain right. so where is the line where is the line? And it's almost like she was pushed to that line by these people that we met in this movie. Absolutely. I mean, if I was her, um, yeah, I would have definitely gone crazy. Yeah, fair. Because I'm already there. So uh, it wouldn't right be there. really uh, hard to... Hey, I get what, you're, I get what you mean, Sally. <laughs> I get what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Do that for the next 25 minutes. Yeah. I dare you. All right, let's get one more guest, huh? <laughs> oh, wait, there's a name that you dropped. Oopsie. You know what? That's going to be the person. Oh? That's going to be the person. Who is it? I knew it. Tim Ashby. Yes! Timothy Ashby. Here, here. No, 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 no. Wait. Oh, I, I, okay. Thank you, Adam. Oh, hello. Hello. Woo! Timothy Ashby, um, you've been yes. on the podcast a couple times. A few times. A few times, yeah. Times. Uh, first of all, uh, what do you think? Uh, my ears hurt. Uh, need the aspirin. Um, I did not like how Texas was represented. Um, oh! You're from Texas. I'm from Texas, so I'm very offended, but no, not, not at all. Uh, this, from what I've seen, this does not happen in Texas, so, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's a big state, though. Who knows? Um, but overall, I thought that y'all's commentary about um, what is going on in the rural areas and how freaky that is to people in urban areas that might freak them out. And I think it was kind of important that um, the people that were being killed were wearing the hippie printed dresses and everything, and I think that... Uh, is important for why the people killed them. Yes. Well, I mean, yes, what you're saying, it's like you have this image. Sure, like, yeah, exactly. Just a position of like, right. we're seeing the rural people represented in a certain way, and then the people exactly. that are in this van mm -hmm. that are driving through the rural, I mean, they're all hippies. We, yeah. we, we try to dress like them, mm -hmm. yes. essentially. Mm -hmm. And they're the outsiders exactly. in this context. Sure. They're not used to being the outsider. Right. Yep, totally. 
that that girl literally just came out of the van and was like, my grandpa was buried here. And yeah, like, there's like, like an assortment of men that are drunk. And yeah. one of them just grabs her by the arm and was like, oh, your grandpa's buried over here. It's mm. like, you don't know who I am or who my grandpa is. Right. Anyway. And they were all, that scene, which is almost one of the first scenes that we have of the movie, is this graveyard full of drunkards that are like, essentially like left behind in society, essentially. And they're left to just drink their sorrows away mm-hmm. in this graveyard. Mm-hmm. And that's the first thing that we see of these people. So. Yeah. Agree. That is the end of my point. Yeah. Well, and I also thought the uh, very beginning was what, when you were saying it was very jarring because there were so many gruesome reports on the news mm-hmm. and it was just one thing after another after another. And while we're also being bombarded with this image of like a still, this is going to be gross, but a juicy corpse, mm. uh, a few juicy corpses like on the stake. And uh, it was just all so, oh my God, where are we gonna go from here? This is nuts. Um, yeah, it was fascinating. And it's also fascinating to see how, if that was the beginning of slasher films, where we've come since then. Mm. And um, how revolutionary this movie was mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. We were talking, I mean, I was talking to some people about this movie before we started watching it, where the idea of slasher movies doesn't really start until the 80s mm-hmm. with like Halloween. You know, like I think that, I think in most people's brain is like the start of slasher movies. But this is four years before that. Right. So this was a, somewhat of pioneering that kind of idea of slasher movies very auditorily torturous mm-hmm. um, and very brutal mm-hmm. definitely and also this idea of the outcasts of society being the ones that are inducing the pain and the uh, terror on these people yeah. you know in this movie it's the rural people in Halloween, it is a mental institution escapee. Mm-hmm. In Friday the 13th, it is a handicapped kid that is that died in this camp. So this idea of the outcasts of society being our downfall because of how we treated them mm-hmm. is like the horror. It's almost like, what did we do? Yeah, right. We cause this. We cause this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, on a production note, I will say to all filmmakers watching this, please pay your actors um, because that's not a lot. And I also read somewhere that it was supposed to go on for two weeks, but it went up, uh, wound up going four weeks, and going into the infamous dinner scene that apparently a lot of the actors had to remove themselves from the set and throw up and just fan themselves off and probably drink a lot of water and then come back. I mean, those are pretty appalling conditions, so. I mean, mean, that makes sense when there's actual meat on the table that's been rotting for hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
now we have unions and things like that. So, yeah. You know. Uh, but you know what? If the unions were around, we wouldn't have this movie. So. I, was, I don't know, exactly. So, and we wouldn't have slasher movies. So, oh, thank you. Thanks for no <laughs> thanks. Oh, boy. All right, Tim, are you ready for some trivia? Yeah, uh, can I pick a, uh, I'll pick general horror. General that's horror, a, yeah. okay. Yeah. Hey, give some, Tim some love. <laughs> On, on one of the trivia episodes of the Dead Lights mm-hmm. Pod. Yeah. So. yeah, I did the it was theme fun. song. Theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. You're ready for this. This is the same thing. Yeah, you're ready for this. All right, are you ready for question number one? Yes, I am. All right. So Toby Hooper oh, crap. directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, he did. Can you name another movie that he directed? <laughs> one more. Just oh, one other movie. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. No. <laughs> Is one thing that I thought about. Um, That's good. That's a good starting point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't your guest. I know that wasn't your guest. Um. Um. Steven Spielberg produced a big movie that he directed. Oh well. Say it. Just uh, say it. I think it might be Poltergeist. You got it. No. Yay! Just off the top of my head. Toby Hooper directed Boulder, guys. Holy right. crap, that's incredible. It was mostly Seamusburg. But uh, yeah, listen, but he was know, there. He was there. <laughs> he took he the showed mental. up. Yeah. He showed up. Good job. You got number one. Thank you, thank you. All right. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was voted the second scariest movie of all time by Entertainment Weekly. Shut up. Entertainment Weekly? Okay, yeah. got it. Cool. What was voted the number one most scariest horror movie by Entertainment Weekly? Okay, this isn't me actually saying this. This is me processing. I don't think it's pixels. Um, okay, I don't think it's Jack and Jill. That's a scary movie. Um, You're getting closer. Getting closer. Okay. Entertainment um, Weekly. Is that a clue? Entertainment. No, it's not. Oh wait, Entertainment Weekly, The Exorcist. You got it. All right. Yay! <laughs> All right, and your final question, just for fun, because you already won the prize. Oh. Good job. Thank you. Thank uh, you. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the largest grossing independent film for four years mm. until this other very classic horror movie came out in 1978. Mm. What was that movie? Halloween? Yes. No. We, we talked about it. Hey. Woo! Hey, Tim, thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, and I'm so proud of you all. Thank you. I know you. I said that last time I was on here, but I gotta yeah. say it again. I'm so proud thank of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you just, thanks, you just keep bud. the microphone back there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, wow. Wow. Chainsaw Massacre. Holy that shit, was from 1974. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's see how fantastic it actually was. Let's get into some Smash Pumpkin. Ooh! Let's go. So this is, this is a part of the podcast where we actually rate the movie that we just watched. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what you uh, what you think. Out of five Smash Pumpkins, what do you think? Out of five. Okay, I gotta respect what they did back then. Um, first of all, being it completing a movie. That's pretty hard on its own. It's hard to um, finish a movie, that's for sure. It is hard to start a movie 
and to finish a movie. This is also true. Um, so, okay, hooray for hurrah. them. <laughs> hurrah. Hurrah for them. Uh, and uh, that's, that's, I mean, besides them creating a cult classic, wow, you know? Um, don't have anything else to say about that. Okay. It's a cult classic for <laughs> for other for reasons. Um, <laughs> I don't agree with. Okay. Um, it hurt me. Uh, it tortured me. Uh, which, if if that was their goal, then. Uh, hooray Hurrah. for them. Hurrah. Hurrah the second time. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> two Smash Pumpkins. Yes. Woo. Out of five. Woo! Woo. Woo. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm going to go just a little bit, a little bit bigger than that. Um, I do agree, you know, they were in the early 70s, they were trying to figure this stuff out. It was a very, mm -hmm. it was a very small crew they were trying to figure this out with. I, every time I see this movie, though, it is very effective. Like, no matter how many times I watch <laughs> this movie, I am definitely disturbed and yeah. feeling scared in some way from this movie. Um, and considering what they were using, I feel very impressed. And also, the idea of Leatherface as a monster is scary, you know? It's, um, you know, taking the face of someone else and then putting it on your own face, that's fucking scary. That's yeah. creepy. Um, and the, the production family. design. The production yeah. design is, to me, also another really strong part about this movie. I love the house that we are in. The Leatherface house is, with all the bones and, like, the, uh, the bone-made furniture is really cool. I love that. And the sound is incredible. I think the sound makes it the creepy movie that it is. So I personally am going to give it a 3.5 mm -hmm. out, out of five Smash Pumpkins. Absolutely. Um, and it, it just makes me, you know, it just makes me scared. It makes you want to see it again. And I want to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see it again. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucked up. You know what? Just because I'm fucked up, I'm going to put one more name. Oh, uh, what are you gonna ask? Oh, you'll see. Oh, I see. Matt. Yeah. Matt. All right. Tim. Give Matt your. Uh, so. Uh, what is Matt? I would like to know, out of five Smash Pumpkins, what would you personally give it? And we go down to point one, point two, point three. So you can you can go really down to that decimal. What would you point give it? Point five. So it's the first time I've seen this. Which is interesting. Okay, good. Um, the title, it, it delivers everything that's on the tin. It's in Texas, presumably. Mm -hmm. There are chainsaws. There's a massacre. <laughs> All of the above. It's a five movie. <laughs> so for me, it delivers. It, it, it's tense. Um, I'm giving it four. Four! Woo! From Matt, we got a four from Matt. Wow. Yes. Very cool. I just, I was curious. I was curious. You know what? One more. One more. Yeah. You, Let's you want one more? I want to see what, what one more. Person You're asking is. for way too much. Mari Duckler. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Oh, is it? Yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mario Duckler, curious, out of five Smash Pumpkins, what would you give it? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Like, what you see is what you get. There's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I will say that I did thoroughly enjoy it. Maybe not for the right reasons, like when she jumped out the window twice. I think that was my absolute favorite part of the whole thing. Like, if this was a comedy, then... If this was a comedy, fine. She destroyed those windows. Yeah, honestly, the comedic timing was perfect. Um, but I actually really agreed and like resonated with what Leslie was talking about, about like the 27-hour scene work and getting that response from actors, and that's not the healthy way to go about it. And I even said to Tim, I was like, I really wonder what the conditions on that set were like, because I bet they weren't great. And because of that, I don't want to give it like a high score. Also, <laughs> it was just really funny. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 2.1. 2.1. Oh. All, right. All right, well, that's enough. <laughs> I'm done. So we're ending it One more, one more, one more. Hold on. Look, the crowd asked for it. So Absolutely. Let's give it to Jacob. Ooh, right next door. Right oh, no. All right, so Jacob, Jacob is in from Texas. Yes. Oh. Shout out, Texas. He's from actual Texas, so I, I am very curious. <laughs> Tim wasn't? It's definitely. <laughs> um, lives in Texas currently. Oh, um, I'm curious to hear what your hot take is on it. Um, it's definitely like that in Texas, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> nah. um, I'd say it's a lot of stereotypes. People always think we're riding around on horses and stuff. It's definitely not like that. But, um, it is where, where I'm, I'm curious, from. Because you've never seen this movie before, right? No, this is my first time. All right, so as a first time viewer, was it? Did it live up to your expectations? Did you did it definitely for being that old of a movie? I think it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty good. I think the production value was pretty good with being that old. So, I think it lived up to its hype for sure. But you know, being in this age is pretty. Uh, pretty funny to watch. You know. Mm -hmm. So. so out of five Smash Pumpkins, as a Texan, what would as you give? As a Texan. Or as a human being. <laughs> um, I give it a cool 3.3. I like the cool 3.3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool 3.3 from a Texan. Yeah. Wow, that feels I bad. gave it a bad 2.5. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Well, or did not, I did it? Did I do a two? I can't remember you now. Two. Yeah, that was about. Yeah, yeah. That was about two minutes ago. Um, well, wow. Wow. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Live. Live. Uh, first of all, thank you so much to everyone who came out to watch it and uh, to be here as we do the show. I want to thank you so much. Uh, I also definitely want to thank. Playground Social. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you. Love you, boys. Vargas, Rudy, Michael, Greenberg, everyone who has helped out. You have made this amazing. Love you so much. Um, anyone who's listening at home uh, and has been listening for almost 30 episodes that we've done this for, yeah. thank you so much for listening. Um, also, thank you to Preston, who made this Deadlights beer. Yeah. yeah. So good. Uh, 
Thank you. Yes, Press sir. It perch. Thank you so much. And finally, I wanted to <laughs> thank you, Leslie, because Aww. you and I have done this for almost 30 weeks in a row, and we've got to this point of doing a live show, and I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else except you. This has been so fun to watch just horror movies and just talk about them. That is true. That and is thank you, Sam, for being <laughs> this cool with this headband, um, <laughs> providing the fucking set with your yep. friends. Amazing. This is a, this is, we've been talking about this for 30 some ep episodes, yeah. so it, we're here. Well, I'll see you in 30 more, huh? Yeah. I'll see you in 30 more. Okay. Yeah. I went for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Huh? Let's get the fuck out of this episode. Um, well, y'all know where you can follow me at. Um, I don't know if we're doing this. No, we're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. Instagram at Color Me Leslie. And me, Beep Beep Richie T. Also check out the Deadlights Pod, which is that is us, and also playing on social, which is the studio that we're recording us at. Yeah. But until next time. Let's, let's get, get spooky. <laughs> let's get spooky. 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 Let's get spooky.